according to genetics, allegedly. My mother says there's Asian in the family. I don't really see it. I don't care to believe it. Not so much because it's a bad thing. I wouldn't even say that. It's just more like, hmm. Makes me wonder what she's been smoking at some times. So I wonder out loud sometimes about my mother. Hello to Eddie the Tech, a past guest on Who This Been Watching, which you're watching right now, funny enough. Always first exclusive to IG, Instagram Live, Saturdays, times to be determined as far as when I feel like doing it on any given Saturday, which is every given Saturday. I'm Who This, please check me out, my page here, Who This Is One. This episode, as is every other episode, will always be available on every DSP, digital stream platform, wherever you get your podcast from, Stitcher, Google, Apple, Spotify, etc., etc., wherever you get your goddamn podcast at, just like you would for something spectacular, my solo venture is where you would get this as well, who this has been watching, and please do me a favor and support the visual version of this podcast, who this has been watching, youtube.com backslash who this is one as well. Again, you get it first here live, IG, Saturdays, time's always to be determined, but then you follow up with it. If you love it that much, you want to share it like that too. Besides the IG story live post, you can just go again, DSPs, YouTube as well. I appreciate you in advance for doing so. And I'd like to say in advance too, thank you for those who joined me on of all days, not Christmas Eve, but the Eve before Christmas Eve. So a couple days removed from before Christmas itself. For the Godfather 3 special edition slash episode of Who Has Been Watching, myself here, I was joined by my good friend and very esteemed colleague, one of my best friends actually from college of all places, so colleague is an inappropriate term to describe him as far as all the stuff he's got going on here for movie knowledge and shit. Uh, shout out again to Ryan, or nicknamed the Rhino, as his former college radio host name was. You can catch more of him at R-Y-P Keog, K-E-O-G-H, his username here on IG. Knows a lot about movies, hilarious in general, overall just real smart, real dedicated to what he's doing, and I'll be glad to have him on just like I had Eddie the Tech, shout outs to him again too as well, as well as Poison Ivy, as well as whoever else wants to be a part of this thing too. And I stress again, if you're watching right now, if you're watching it back listening back wherever this applies to you out there listening watching etc etc you can feel free to join in this is why i do the ig aspect of it to jump in the comments you know uh, drop a little tidbit about the film we're talking about if you know something if you're curious about the film if you want to know more about it or if you know enough that you want to share with me chime in and jump in on the live like eddie did don't be shy don't be strangers around here I'm enough of an idiot as is too, so I just feel free to use my platform to my advantage and talk what I gotta talk about, which is in this case, who has been watching. Obviously about a movie or a TV show or whatever the fuck I've been watching recently that I feel the need to talk about and let you know as well. But again, shout outs again goes to Ryan for the Godfather 3 episode. My Wi-Fi has been acting up. I'm assuming, I'm guessing I'll... Leave it as such as far as my Wi-Fi might be to blame because so many people are on right now or because of the holidays and Christmas. Nothing else to do. Hopefully you stayed safe. Had a healthy one, a safe one. If you or anyone you know has got the COVID, uh, speedy recovery. Well wishes. Blessings to you. Hopefully you got at least what you wanted for Christmas. 
health and wealth, most importantly, and much, you know, sex with no stress, hopefully, attached to it. That's always a good thing, too. That's Christmas. That's the holiday. Next one we got coming up next week is, of course, New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Day. We're all ready to just blindly dive into 2021. I don't blame you. I am, too. I'm with you on that ship. And we're all set and sail on the same course as far as 2021. Here we come. That might be the motto. That might just be the slogan we adopt for the fact that we need those energies. That 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 kind of vibe to go into the new year. Hopefully, a brand new prosperous one. But we'll leave that for next week because that's next week, next year, literally. We'll be waiting for that to jump into just like that. Full steam ahead. Kind of like, hey, whatever. You know what I mean by now. But what I do mean to do is right now, and while I wait for Godfather 3, the the YouTube and the audio uh, version of the podcast to upload, literally, I couldn't get on Thursday, I couldn't get on Friday, it's been all fucked up, my Wi-Fi, I'm using my hotspot on the phone right here, so this next phone bill is going to be a motherfucker, but okay, ho, 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 you got me Santa Claus, you fat fuck, alright, uh... Next week we do have a, a couple more scheduled So just like this week there's been two Next week might be two episodes Possibly even three I'm still kind of like Finessing the fine details And fine tuning everything as far as that's concerned But right now the main focus is right now This episode is all about Just released Literally a day removed from As you're watching this live now And when you watch it back Whatever time and day applies just released on HBO Max because the theater thing ain't happening because of coronavirus, COVID, whatever affecting the world. Every aspect of it, especially the entertainment industry. We're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, excuse me, myself, you know, me, my, me myself, and I. We're going to be talking about Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel to the first release of Wonder Woman. Starring Gail Godot, there's Chris Pine, there's the pleasant surprise of, we'll discuss in detail as well, uh, Pedro Pascal from Mandalorian fame, uh, excuse me, THE Mandalorian, of course. About to watch Star Wars in depth because of The Mandalorian, how good both seasons have been so far. This is coming from a non-Star Wars fan at all. And, uh, oh yeah, the other very pleasant surprise too. On a lesser scale, but still very pleasant to see as well, is uh, Kirsten Wick, or Kristen, or Kirsten, whatever the fucking name is. All I know is she's funny, and to me, she's sexy and good-looking. So, pleasant surprise to see in the film, and she did, I feel, a very good job holding her own, compared to the heroine, the goddess, the statuesque figure of Gal Gadot, or Gail Gadot. How what? No, is it Gal or Gail? No. G-A-I-L would be Gail. Or G-A-Y... L.E., like Opa's best friend, and or, you know, Scissorin buddy, allegedly. But uh, Gal Gadot, we'll go with that, like a good old gal. Wonder Woman 1984, there was a lot of hype, a lot of press, a lot of anticipation built for this one, mostly based off the first Wonder Woman from, I think it was three or two years ago. I'm not really sure right now. I'd Google it, but that's like minor detail, because we're not talking about the first one. We're talking about this just-released one. Literally Christmas of 2020. Pandemic Christmas, of course. A lot of hype built up around it. Shout out to JT Riddick, of course. Uh, good to see you on the check-in and hopefully you had a safe and merry happy holidays and merry Christmas. Um, so, a lot of hype, a lot of anticipation built around the release of this film. 
mainly now because out of nowhere as of this past March officially when the whole world got taken down forced to take a knee per se with the pandemic and such everything got switched up on us we all got fucked up in our own ways as far as how we make our livings how we even aspire to make a life with a family if that applies to you happen so of course entertainment took a large hit a swift blow per se and things aren't getting filmed as they should or things were planned to get filmed and produced and whatever released but then all that got pushed to the side everything became a whole big mess it's like 2020 mood is just this the whole time or just maybe one up because you're just perplexed as far as anticipating you don't even know what to anticipate no more but as far as this is concerned i believe Wonder Woman 84 was supposed to originally come out like spring or summer of this year or maybe even last year I don't remember a lot of hype around it though Gail Godot was beautiful the first one was really good I still remember the actual joy I got from seeing her in Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice which we will discuss this year it's five years surprisingly you know when I read that and confirmed I was legit like that five years since that came out how I feel about that one how you feel about that one we can always discuss at a later time but surprisingly well no no no, I, I won't even allude to it but she was one of the very good highlights the very few highlights of that film to see Wonder Woman debut herself as you know, she, we came to know her, Gail Godot, that's who she is now, obviously. Fast forward a couple of years, here we are, the second Wonder Woman film, Wonder Woman 1984. We're already familiar with who she is, she is officially, of course, now Wonder Woman, duh, there's no question about that. Uh, I'd hate to be honest up front, there is the whole point of this episode to get to it, but I have to tell you, Please, in advance, if you loved or even liked the first Wonder Woman that came out some years ago, which I did too as well, I liked it, I, I very much enjoyed it, saw it in theaters, enjoyed it as well at home whenever it released on, I don't know what the fuck it hit first, streaming or whatever, but I saw it at home again and if it's on whatever channel it's on randomly sometimes like a lot of movies are, I'll sit and watch it, even though it's what two hours and change I think. This one, uh, let me explain, Betty had said, before I just jump to, like, my judgment of the film itself. Because there are some good points, but they're very few and far between. I really wish this could have been better, in all honesty, in advance. So, and also, reminder, I should probably put, uh, I should have put spoilers too as well. So, if you haven't watched it yet, you plan on watching it in advance. Right now, I'm letting you know at this point too. Spoilers up ahead. I'm not gonna fucking do the spoiler-free review, then days later, spoiler-filled reviewed, whatever. I, I don't have time to waste like that. I'm gonna give it to you up front raw. So, here we go. If you don't want spoilers, tune in later after you've seen it, then, you know, listen to this episode whenever I drop it on YouTube or, you know, the audio format too as well. If you don't mind spoilers like I don't, then stay tuned. Jump in. Or, or scream, wave, something like that. D don't spoil it for me. Then I'll tell you, okay, you know, I'd love to have you stay, but you can 
go about your merry way right now. It's Saturday anyway. It's not too cold outside. You, your, fr your nipples might get a little stiff, but then maybe you get turned on by stuff like that. Mother Nature. I don't know. All right. Wonder Woman 84. Opening scene. It's... It easily could have been left behind in Wonder Woman 1 because it's whatever version of Amazonian women Olympic Games they got going on to show off their feats of strength and how agile and how, how much into parkour and supposedly how long, who would have known parkour has been around for, for like ages, centuries. The ancient Roman gods were like parkouring all around like the Mayan temples and such back when while discovering and developing new mathematical systems or numerological systems. Who knows? But apparently everybody was into it. And of course, this is the island of, I forget the fucking name of it, don't ask me, of all female Amazonian, you know, pretty much IG kind of statuesque looking women. But they just so happen to be like CrossFit athletes, I guess you could say that. Or they're easily... Promotional models for like any sports brand, you know, active wear on IG that you click on that we're all guilty men here, of course, no, no shame. In we're all guilty of clicking on or having one we know by name automatically or you just hint at the name of one and we know, oh yeah, I know her. Yeah, she's the one with, she's the redhead with uh, the fat ass out in England or whatever like that. Shout outs to Olivia Rose Fit. That's the one I like out there in England. Thick Brit. Hashtag. But. All these women's are really, well, these women, excuse me, are really well put together, really fine looking, and for whatever reason, they thought it was appropriate to make them uh, show off their talents, their physical abilities and capabilities for the first 15 minutes of the film, which this could have been left in the first one, because they did that, showing how she um, was from a young age little girl whatever like to inherit the throne and become the mantle of fucking Wonder Woman she had the powers the capabilities the strength she was a half god quarter god whatever fuck to all that shit as well they explained the story really well in the first one so the first one I really like because of that the getting to the point of how she became Wonder Woman isn't slow it's, it's a nice steady build up you don't get too much of a build-up story, don't get too much of, like, metal fluff shit, the ending of number one was, okay, questionable, but whatever, again, number two, this easily could have been a number one, so we're gonna jump ahead from that, uh, no point in it, basically, she got a life lesson, as in don't take shortcuts, don't try to cheat your way through things, even though you know you could, you know it's not the right thing, uh, the truth prevails above all else, love is this, love is that, okay, we get it, so it's like, a. It's not so much feminist, it's more like, uh, not cancel culture either, but whatever the equivalent is of ca cancel culture to the ones that instead of, don't don't use your fist, use your words, or whatever kind of thing. It's, it's really heavy on that shit, so if you don't like that, maybe skip this movie altogether, because it's, it's really campy. I guess that's the word to best use. There's that. Uh... From there, you get the first bit of action, which unfortunately, we saw a lot of, or most of it, in the trailers in advance, which is the mall scene. Uh, basically, some guys, I don't know how till now, stumble upon a jewelry store, which is fronting or 
on the black market as far as like antiques and like rare artifact shit on the low they're selling in the back of the store stumble upon that they're trying to rob it they do rob it obviously they take bags full of whatever the fuck they got artifacts and shit then all of a sudden of course magically Wonder Woman appears out of nowhere cause she just happened to take a residency in Washington D.C. this is the Washington D.C. mall of course as I'm referring to jumps into action I don't mind seeing Gal Gadot get physical I wouldn't mind if she got physical with me, pinned me down, show me off, showed off her strength to me firsthand and foremost. Be as aggressive and as assertive as you gotta be. Because later on, when she finally wears that all gold uh, gimmick she's got going on too, it's like a gold, um, what do you call it, dominatrix almost. I'm not into that shit at all. I'm not into S&M, SDM, whatever you call that category of like torture porn or self-cuckery whatever her case she can torture me all she wants if she's got to in the costume if i gotta be in the costume if i'm tight and gag all that shit she's a fine ass looking woman to me it also makes sense that she was an israeli army lady i i don't know the term so forgive me in advance but she was in the in the israeli army and she was also what miss israel and like one of the Miss Universes from back when too. I believe something of that sort. But she's beautiful, she's strong, and she's imposing. Why do you have to diminish her with this whole battle? It's too much playing to the camera because she's fully aware of who she is at this point. She's been alive for years, and now at this point she's been around as Wonder Woman for years. So she's playing around, she's like not taking it really seriously. I guess if you're that overpowered as she is, you know, uh, can't die apparently, uh, super strength and immune to this and the magic lasso and then the magical tiara and all this shit too, it's kind of like, who can't you beat? So then of course, she easily makes light work of all these like bumbling ass criminals. I don't like when they make everything about children because I get it. Obviously, little girls are going to want to be running around or indoors, of course, pandemic. They can't go outside that much. They want to be Wonder Woman. I get it. That's fun. That's dandy. That's great for merchandising. But the fact that she played up to this little girl with glasses and little tiny rodent teeth, like snuggled up against a teddy bear while she's in the midst of battle and arresting these, these fiends, these criminals, whatever, She's play, they, they cut back and forth to her, the little girl, she's smiling, she's winking, she's like, shh, you didn't see anything, but meanwhile, there's a whole group of people around you that's been seeing what you're doing. And of course, this is 1984, they can't record or, you know, even tell their friends about it until days later, after the fact, because they gotta wait to get to the actual phone to see what the fuck's going on. So then there's that going on as well, too. It's a whole waste of action. We saw most of it in the trailer if you watched any version of them. So that kind of went to waste. And the fact that this is a big right for me right here. Shout out to Franny P, of course. Holding it down in PA. Hope you had a very safe and healthy Christmas. Uh, and, and congratulations on getting married, by the way, too. There's also that. But yeah, it was a whole waste of action because... I don't know what was so different about the first one 
or where they felt the need to drastically change it up for the second one because the first one got it right okay the, the first one she was doing all this shit fighting and actually looking cool and like a little bit of a badass doing the two as well while looking like a piece of ass in the first one you know in, in the world war and, and taking out nazis and shit and whatever but the second one now i don't know why they felt like they had to really uh what's the what's the term like i guess they had to really amp the special effects but in that it was at the expense of her looking stupid at the time jumping i use that literally jumping into action or leaping because jumping would be somewhat of a natural reaction to want to do something or being a hero i guess leaping is a lot of what she did or what i really hate and that was done a lot too much in this specific fight right here is yoinking action meaning there was a lot of wires that was used to yoink people right into action or out of action mainly the bad guys getting yoinked into fucking glass or walls because she insists on using the stupid rope all the fucking time as her main fucking prop or whatever meanwhile she can beat people up she can fight she can fight her way through all these kinds of people but she has to use the fucking rope all the time she has to use the rope to get across from here to there she has to use the rope to tie people up obviously it's rope you can use it for that I get that but she has to use it to tie up every single person she has to use the fucking rope to somehow shield herself from bullets this that together with the fucking rope all the time that's another point too the rope does not look convincing at any point in this movie especially the fact right here this first part where she's fucking up people with the rope I get it you tie people up it's convincing enough mission accomplished with rope but it's magical rope that makes you tell the truth once it's wrapped around you I understand that purpose but somehow some way the first one kinda got it right cause she wasn't heavy on using the rope this one cause she relied too much on the rope now we get exposed to the fact that, hey, the rope doesn't look convincing. The rope don't look real. Or why not use, like, real rope the whole time? Give her the training. You got the budget. Have her train with, like, a champion cowboy or something. You know, yee-hawing and shit, whatever. Who's going to turn her down? Who's going to tell her, well, I don't want to train her. She's a girl, whatever. They're going to be too busy, you know, trying to wrangle their boners back into their pants to deny Gail Godot, of all things, lassoing le uh, lessons. So, she could have learned that, and then they could have added like a little sparkle dust, a little like sparkly effects to the rope while she's in action. But no, there's like this whole glowing aura mismatch bullshit, which isn't in sync or in time. It's like, it's like if you saw the Mandalorian season two finale. Uh, spoilers as well too, if somehow you didn't watch that by now. But I'm not a fan, so fuck you. I get to do that kind of stuff. But. It's like the de-aging they did to Luke Skywalker's face, which I had to go back and watch because I was fooled. I thought, oh wow, they did a good job with that. But then again, I watched it when it just dropped like a 3 a.m. Friday morning. So I might have just been like in and out of sleep. My, my, my sleepy eyes were on, so I wasn't fully like awake, literally, per se. When I went to watch it back, I saw what other people saw with the mouth you know, mismatched in action and all that too. It just wasn't done right. The same thing with an inanimate object as rope was, they didn't do it right. So 
that's my main gripe with the movie overall. Too much rope. I get it if that's her main thing in the comic books. I haven't read, obviously, too many of them. Or in general. But the rope, special effects, graphics, whatever, technology isn't there. And it failed her. From that point on, you can't take the movie, obviously, not seriously, as in superheroes don't exist, but it's not doing a faithful job to her. Because, again, if she can fuck everybody up, with super strength, endurance, agility, fighting skills, uh, can't die, immortal, has the fucking wristbands, has the fucking tiara to fling around, all that. Why is the rope the only thing she has to use? It's like if Batman only used his grapple gun to even, like, just grab a soda from the fucking stand, like, just because he's too lazy to walk 20 feet away from where he's at. It's lazy. It's a cop-out. There's no need for it. No, he'll actually go out and fight like I wish Wonder Woman would do more of in the film. Which we do get to see more of, because there is more action, as opposed to a lot of reviews saying there's little to no action. There is action, just it's not really fully using her advantage. That's the first part. Okay. There's a kind of part, th there is a part actually, excuse me, I have a little bit of an issue with, because now the other female lead in this film, Kristen Wiig, Always been a fan of her. Always thought she was funny. Oddly enough, always been attracted to her too as well. So that helps as well. She did her part well, I feel. As far as, I'm not sure this is her first serious-esque role. But if it is by any chance, good job. Very well accomplished. I like what she did there. Oh, hey, got a last guest from the last episode, Ryan, on here too. Talking about Wonder Woman 84. Shout us again to RYP Keo as well here so oh yeah you get one of these i didn't put this on last time ryan i wanted you to take me seriously since it was godfather talk a uh, godfather 3 talk even though that thing was trash as clearly mentioned but yeah kristen wig was actually a pleasant surprise in this film to me maybe because i liked her already going into the film i always thought again she was funny attractive all that shit too i didn't mind seeing her for a majority of the time in the film. Let down towards the end because, again, whatever they did with the special effects or they most likely mishandled the budget on that end specifically because why towards the end? I'm jumping here. And again, spoilers, if you haven't watched it and you planned on watching it. Towards the end, the final battle, when we finally get Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, Diana... Whatever her fucking last name is in the film. Wonder Woman don't have a last name. But I, but I would think it's just woman. But when she fights her in the fucking gold uh, masochist fucking SDM. What do you call it? What's that term I just used earlier? Uh, dominatrix. The gold dominatrix outfit. To fight Kristen Wiig who now became. I don't remember the name of the character she becomes. The, the, the cheetah lady. Whatever. Very poorly designed costume. I don't know if they did either. No, they, they didn't do a costume. I, I think it was that like green screen layover. Somebody actually doing all the action. They imposed a face on it probably. And then green screen the whole. The fit, I guess you can say. With the tail and the fur. Did we not learn this lesson? From fucking Cats. 2019's version, I mean. Not the theater... 
Broadway release of it too, which I'm sure was annoying enough, and I, I'd never, you couldn't pay me to fucking watch that thing. But 2019's Cats, with everybody's critique about these, these cats have like, uh, uh, what, what's that thing called, uh, moose knuckle, like camel toe, or, or there's like fat cats with tits, like, uh, and, and of all things that still bothered me was that Jennifer Hudson, the one that could sing her ass off compared to everybody, in that fucking cast, in that fucking film, whatever, it wasn't there to try to be funny, or try to be dramatic, or try to be, what's her name, Judy Dench or whatever, the one with actual talent has to be the black cat, we get it, she's black, she can play something else too, but she has to be the black cat, that's another point though, but cats, the body was all wrong, the body was all sick looking, heavily critiqued, they did the same thing here with Kristen, I was going to say Kristen Dunst, Kristen Wiig, of all things, which I don't know why, maybe Star Wars, maybe The Mandalorian, the cast and crew, whatever, they got a better budget or something, but I'm sure that they got the technology, or at least the budget, to make these $5 million Grogu puppets, like I read it at some point too, they actually made that for Grogu, they gotta have the money to fucking put a, a cat suit on her that fits her properly, and okay, maybe she has a body double, a stunt double, whatever, doing all the action scenes for her, because Kristen Wiig, I, I'm sure she's not a jujitsu master, or a fucking capoeira, uh, parkour heavy enthusiast, like most of the women in the film are, but she can at least wear a costume, a bodysuit, that makes her look like a, a cat, a cheetah, whatever feline she prefers, uh, and then do the makeup properly, do the whiskers, all that shit too, that, that shouldn't be too hard, but it's done so poorly in the film, as soon as she moves, it's blur action, it's like low, what, 30, like, what, 60 frames per second or something like that, it's just, it doesn't look good at all, not convincing what's, not one bit, which in comparison, you got Gail Godot, which wears a gold dominatrix suit. I don't know the name of the fucking actual thing. Please don't get offended or ask me to get mad or triggered or whatever. I'm not a comic book enthusiast like that. I just know that I like Gail Godot a lot and whatever she wears. Pretty much everything in this fucking film. Especially the Wonder Woman outfit. Uh, but when she wears this thing, it's beautiful. It's phenomenal. It looks convincing. It looks like she actually wore the costume. Or if they did, bothered to put special effects on her suit, they did a good job there. Obviously, she's a star, which I feel was a big disservice to Kristen Wiig. It's not right, because low-key, Kristen Wiig, my opinion, I don't know if you agree out there, is sexy. She's got a pretty face. She's got a nice little bod on her. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. She got an ass on her. She was filling out the skirts and the cheetah pants and the leather pants and all that, too. Or maybe it was the heels. I, I think heels have a lot to do with, like, Elevating what the back of the foot to like give the image of like calves if you got cankles and or legs if you like got chicken legs or whatever or it helps the ass out a lot too so maybe that's a part of it as well I don't know Kristen Wiig low-key surprise whatever she got handed with uh, sorry whatever she got handed to her she did the best she could poor graphics poor special effects poor costume designs all that too was a disservice to her but that's Kristen Wiig uh, throughout the film, though, she's pretty good. I did like one point. This is actually something that bothers me. I don't know if anybody else gets kind of... I guess you could say triggered by it, too. At about 30 minutes in, she interacts with... Who we'll get to next? Uh, Pedro Pascal. 
or Maxwell Lord, the bad guy in the film. When he introduces himself to her, he calls her Miss. It's uh, seemingly appropriate. She's some sort of expert in ancient artifacts and gems and shit. So she corrects him. She's supposed to be the derpy, nerdy, dumpy, you know, friend to the pretty girl, whatever, too. But she does correct him. She says, well, it's actually doctor. I hate that shit. Because I've met doctors. I know some doctors. Shout out to Dr. Mike on the drums, by the way. Part of uh, Brendan's band. You know, Franny P. You tell Mikey I said, what up? And Merry Christmas. I'll actually DM him later. And tell him Merry Christmas. But Dr. Mike. I respect him. And, you know, out of respect and courtesy, I call him Dr. Mike. Because he's, he's a doctor. And he happens to be a killer drummer as well. But if I don't know who you are, if I'm first meeting you, and I don't know you're a doctor, if you got the gall and the audacity to correct me with some stankiness to you, because it's stanky, it's, you don't need to. You're just doing it because you're pretentious and you got this sort of pride that you put upon yourself or your mom or your dad or whoever puts in you the battery in your back to make you feel like you're important because you're a doctor of some sorts, a doctor of stones, so that means you just play with rocks all day. I hate that shit. It, it's so pretentious. It bothers me so much. I got that once in my life, and I just turned around and I walked away from that woman because it was so obnoxious, I felt like. If you are a doctor, I respect you, but let me see a doctorate first. So then I know before I open my mouth and say hello, dot, 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 whoever you are, then I can go ahead and do it on my behalf. I'll be kind enough and courteous enough to be like, hello, I see the doctorate, doctor, last name, whatever. I don't mind doing that shit. But if I don't know going into it, we have a convo, we're being introduced to each other, but then you go, uh, uh, excuse me, doctor, you're a cunt. If, even if you're a guy, you're a cunt. We don't need that pretentious shit. We're out here, fucking people dying because of a virus. Fucking at the risk of a second shutdown again because people won't wear the goddamn mask. And this isn't a mask, no mask, you know, podcast or anything like that too. I'm just saying, do what you want. Just as long as the gym stay open, then I'm happy. I'm a happy camper. Happy Gilmore, whatever. That wasn't that bad a movie, but eventually we'll get it back into that because Adam Sandler needs to be discussed eventually on this podcast. That man has some problems, and it's evident through his films. But again, there's that little part that kind of triggered me a little bit. She kind of played it too well, so maybe maybe she's had that experience before. Maybe she kind of drew from that experience in the past. I don't know. Okay, moving on now to Pedro Pascal, or Pascual, a.k.a. Maxwell Lord, the bad guy in the film. The one very good part of this film overall. Otherwise, the film is a little bit messy. It's a little bit choppy for me. I just couldn't get into it. Besides the fact it's two and a half hours, which is too long. And I hate the fact that it's not until like an hour in or so, we finally start to see the story develop as far as what's to come from the bad guy, what his plan is, what his intent is with this ancient artifact that grants you all the wishes you want, but at the cost of what you value the most, which is really smart what he did. Because again, I, I only knew a Pedro Pascal from The Mandalorian. And of course, we only saw his face, what, throughout two, three, uh, two seasons, excuse me, like two or three times, I believe, so far. 
so I, I again that's my introduction to him officially I don't know him from anything else unfortunately but really good very listen if you do watch this by any chance if you didn't have plans of watching it or if you saw the first one and okay might as well commit to the second one just because you'll be pleasantly surprised with how good he is as the bad guy it's always great, a pleasant surprise to see a very convincing, well-played villain. Because that adds to the good guy. Be it a girl, a guy, playing their part as the hero, the heroine. Yes, Pedro Pascual could also get it. You're absolutely right, Ryan. I wouldn't mind either, especially his hair. Oh, his hair was on point. I I'm going to dare say it was natural. They just dyed it for whatever tone or color they were going for in this film. But he was really good. Really nice suits, by the way, too. Uh, surprisingly for the 80s, I believe. Very well-fitting, form-fitting suits. Because I think that was a big problem back then, too. Like, shoulder pads were, like, in and the style and all that. And if you weren't, like, rail thin or something like that, or you didn't have, like, a mannequin shape type of body, it was hard to find a suit. But thank God he didn't. They did him justice. It wasn't perfectly tailored, but it was also good enough tailored to be convincing as a bad guy would. You know, an asshole as he's supposed to be. Which, I was kind of conflicted too, because again, I don't know the backstory. I don't know the comics like that. This is my introduction to Maxwell Lord, the nemesis of Wonder Woman in this case. I feel like he was an unwilling nemesis, unbeknownst to himself, because it seems like he was just power hungry. And by default, he became the bad guy for wanting to be all-powerful, almighty. As far as wanting money, as far as wanting power, as far as wanting to be important. You do, you do get, again, spoilers, some backstory to him and how he was driven to that. Which I do like about the film because even though it's grossly exaggerated, like his old backstory, he was a poor kid growing up in school, had like holes... In his fucking shoes. He had to go to school and get made fun of by the kids and all that. And bullied overall. Had a lot to overcome. I get that. But as far as being driven to that point of being like a maniacal overlord. Power hungry. Just driven by the fact that he wants more and more and more every time he gets something. Or a little bit of progress going. Maybe that's deep down inside all of us. Who are that much uh, hungry for power authority or hustle to get to the next level better yet said you know shout us like Gary V those kind of guys but that's where I was confused because why is he by default the bad guy then which is odd also because am I all my <sighs> one of my critiques of Wonder Woman in general at least in the film or these films I mean why is she so compassionate I get it, you've been alive forever. I get it, you're a boyfriend, pilot, slash obscenely good-looking sidekick boyfriend, Chris Pine, or what's his name in the movie? Steve. I, I think Steve in the movie. Can't be yours because you you'll either outlive him because you live forever, or because he gave himself up for you, sacrificed himself in the first Wonder Woman film. She He comes back to life because she wishes him to do so because of the stone 
at the expense of her slowly but gradually losing her powers as the film progresses as well too. Why would you be so powerful? Or how could you be so powerful and yet so overly compassionate? Or so much of a cuck? Like a superhero cuck of sorts. Like, I have all these powers, I have all this greatness inside me, but no, I, I can't give in. I know, I can't showcase. It's like, it's like a female Superman with that same syndrome. Because there's that thing too. Superman could easily, you know, vanish half the planet if he wanted to, like, in less than half the day. Or really do damage, kill whoever he wants to, who's deemed bad, and who's really going to say he was wrong. Or kind of just do whatever he wants that's why I like Batman more because Batman's the real one besides the fact that he's uh, got no superpowers he does know that someone as powerful as Superman if corrupted if convinced enough he could be a force to reckon with or and or unstoppable if he was like possessed or taken over with mind control and all that shit too so it turns out she's got even more of that shit going on but with no one obligating her to feel or uh, shaming her, uh, superpower shaming her, I guess you'd say, for the fact that she's got all the power she's got plus this unconvincing magic rope. She's got the tiara. She's got the bracelet. She's got the invisible... Oh, don't get me started on the fucking invisible jet. I never liked the idea of the cartoon... Wherever the fuck that came from, or if that was even in the old Wonder Woman TV show with uh, Linda Carter. Which, by the way, uh, spoilers again, she is in, but you gotta watch the whole thing and be a good boy or girl about it and make it to the very end to see her. She's in there. And another good highlight of the film, how they used her, how they implied that she exists within the realm. So, it was a very nice touch as well. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, the Invisible Jet. So stupid. Um, it's like the one power she didn't learn properly to master. Or she says, oh, it's been 50 years since I used it. I don't know if I can use it ever again in my life. Or if I need it now of all times. Because we're stealing a craft from the U.S. Uh, Army, Air Force, whatever. And we're breaking the law, but we're going to make the jet invisible so we can get away with it clean. And have everybody go fuck themselves because I'm a superhero and you're my boyfriend. So let's go fuck in the air in the visible jet. That's the whole purpose, right? A quickie of all things. But they do it. The graphics are done. The special effects are good. I, I can see where they applied much more of the special effects budgets to some parts instead of others. Which makes the film suffer because the invisible jet is convincing. The angles and the shots are convincing enough to make you think, oh wow, they actually made an invisible jet seem feasible, of course in the movie of all things, but then explain to me the fucking magic rope. It's no good. It doesn't look good in any fucking point. Don't tell me otherwise. Don't tell me you believed in it or nothing. It doesn't look. When she tries to ride the fucking lightning with the rope, I get to look up a skirt. That's the only upside to it, if anything. But the rope itself is trash. Okay, but back to the invisible jet. It looks good. She transmits her powers into the fucking jet. They go invisible. You know, Steve is like all fascinated because he died in the 40s and he came back to life in the mid 80s and all that. A, a horrible, a horrible decade to come back into fashion sense wise. But that's besides the point. He seems to 
enjoy himself dressing up like a girl, putting on all these outfits. Oh, look at me. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, the miserable job wasn't visually done right. But the way they brought it about, I don't know. There's just so much. I don't want to seem like I hate this film that much, but it's hard to like when you got things like this. Oh, excuse me. That they could have done better or could have spent more time uh, getting done right. Oh, excuse me. I just kicked the shit out of the camera. I'm getting that worked up about Wonder Woman 84, as you can tell. But yeah, getting back to uh, Maxwell Lord. Very well done. Very convincing as the bad guy. I also like and respect when they give the bad guy enough time to shine. Not too much time, or he doesn't get away with everything. He kind of does in this film, but more importantly, he doesn't get away with absolutely everything. But they also don't give him like cheesy dialogue, because that's a major turnoff for me. Or what can ruin potentially something really good when they give him either too much to say, or the wrong kind of nerdy things to say. Like it reminds me of uh, what was that movie, Kick Ass, when the one nerdy kid becomes bad at the end. I forget his name, but um, he's working like the whole time to get his tagline or whatever his own individual thing going that is only him that he can identify as it's kind of like that most of the time for a lot of villains not all some but you know what i mean this film uses him perfectly i, I don't know if in the comic books he's more convincing more powerful or maybe underpowered for the sake of the film i don't know as far as he was used here it was excellent i love that about the film if I ever watch again, if I ever rewatch this again, it might be just to get acting lessons from Pedro Pascual. Very well done. I'm going to have to study up on this man to see what else he's done besides this and The Mandalorian because he was pleasantly, I wouldn't even say good, excellent as the bad guy. Loved him. So much so that I felt what he felt, even though it was grossly exaggerated, like his motifs as they become the overlord Maxwell Lord but I also liked how sly convincing he was as the bad guy to manipulate people enough very clever him too how he got his powers it's a stone everybody's after like a power stone pretty much like one of the fucking infinity stones that like Thanos was like obsessed for it's a it's a it's a big gem an ancient gem he takes hold of it and he knows one wish is all he'll get. So he says, I wish to be the power stone. It starts to dissolve. It seeps right into him, his body. Then all of a sudden, he is the power stone. So, And the other very slick thing was, very good writing, I guess, in this sense, was whenever he needs something done or a wish accomplished, or granted, I mean to say, he knows to grab somebody and have them say the words, I wish, and then he's able to get them out of their own body. So he can get the wish without having to sacrifice or having give, given up his only wish. It, it's clever. It's really well done in that aspect. That also takes too long to get to, which is the downside. There's about a good... I'd say there's about a good hour of this film you can easily get rid of. Instead of two and a half hours, which a clock's in at, you know, top it off at like an hour and 40 just under two hours and the film is way better bring it on home it's 
much more enjoyable that way, I'd say. This is me, of course, saying that. But, I don't know, just trying to go over to my notes here and be like, I don't know, let me see, let me see. Went to the doctor thing, that kind of bothered me a lot. Uh, best part of the film. Yeah, I got that, just give me a second here. Ah, another good point. As much praise as I'd like to heap on to Pedro Pascual, or Pascal, I don't know his name, but at this point, I'm sorry, and Chris Pine, it's funny that it's supposed to be all about Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman, and Kristen Wiig, Barbara, and I don't know the name of the cheetah lady she becomes. Chitara? I don't know. Someone correct me if you feel like it, too. That's absolutely fine. They're supposed to be the driving point. Of course, it's about Wonder Woman. But she's so underwhelming overall here. I mean, again, it helps a lot. It helps a lot that she's so good-looking. Gail Godot, I mean. And also Kristen Wiig. I got a thing for both of them. And it's growing every single time I watch it. <laughs> Kidding. But it's really Pedro Pascal and it's really Chris Pine who are both comic relief, both pleasant to watch on screen, and the main driving force. Because it's one of those where, like, if, it's, if we're talking wrestling, the really cool bad guy that everybody loves, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Something like that. You can't help but love the badass that everybody wants to be, but you're supposed to hate him because he's bad. You feel exactly that way for Maxwell Lord the whole time because of the excellent job Pedro Pascual did. And you love the chummy, chummy, buddy, buddy that is Chris Pine because, well, yeah, he's, he's super cool. He's actually funny throughout the whole thing. He's convincing. He's charming. He's not like... Sappy, he's not being cucky like around Diana, uh, Wonder Woman, whatever. He's his own guy, he can hold his own. Well, no, without superpowers, of course, short of, but he can hold his own. He helps her out a lot of times, too. And he makes a sacrifice of telling her, You gotta wish me back because you're losing your powers at the expense of just having me around. But I'm, I'm being hosted in another body, so don't do this to yourself because the world needs you. You'll meet other men that are way better than I'll ever be, or better for you at least, because you're going to live forever. I'm going to live up until a certain point, and then uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, hopefully to hint at this, uh, Batman, eventually you're going to stumble upon his dick, so then, uh, you know, try to lasso that in if you can, and yeah, there's <laughs> all that, but they're really the two stars here. Okay, maybe not the two stars, but they're the ones you want to come back to. If you ever rewatch the film again, Kristen Wiig again did as best as she could, given her character, her insight, everything too. Insight, excuse me. I mean her character. Betty has said her story, her arc, all that too. Development. She's really good. And again, if this is her first or one of her first serious esque roles, not strictly comedy usage of her, real good job. Really good, and I hope she gets more dramatic roles, more serious roles, because she can play it off, too. And besides the fact that low-key, hey, she's good-looking. I've always liked her, and I guess that's for a reason. She's always been good-looking, low-key, sexy, appealing. And you got Gail Godot. No question there, always been attractive. Uh, there's few and far between, I like to say, that's bad about her. 
it just wasn't there in this one. I haven't seen uh, Justice League. I never planned to because I renew from the way the special effects were brought for the background scenery alone. I wasn't going to like it, and I'm probably right. There is a director's cut coming up, the Snyder cut, whatever, coming up whenever that's coming up. Maybe I'll watch that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to watch that since HBO Max is already sometimes subscribed to, so I might as well take the plunge into that shit. But it's not Wonder Woman 1, which was so much better. My only complaint about Wonder Woman 1 was uh, the very end. She made quick work of the bad guy, and then she gave a whole campy love. He's the driving force of everything, and it will beat and prevail just like the truth will at the end of the day. You cannot defeat love as she slowly lassos her way towards the bad guy. I think Ares or whatever his name was. A whole campy-ass fucking cuck cancel culture Me Too friendly speech that appeals to, like, all those people. Don't need that in the film. Or I don't need to be spoken down to by like an overpowered, very attractive woman who I'd like to abuse me and, and do whatever she has to with me with that rope, with the, the, the gauntlets and the tiara, whatever. Beat me up. I don't care. But still, Wonder Woman 2. I really wish there was more I could say about it that's good. Why, believe, better yet said, I wish there was more good about this film that I could pass along to you you know it hurts because again a lot of build up a lot of anticipation I was ready to jump into this one from the first one because the first one was so good oh finally finished fucking rendering give me a second here Let's see if the YouTube's done god damn still Wi-Fi I tell you these fucking days even the holidays it's, it's like just chooses not to work but I guess let me see if there's anything else with the do, 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 do. this film. Just looking through my notes again. Forgive me, because I'm trying to see again if there's anything good I wrote down about the film. Uh, yeah, okay. So there's the other two action scenes, sequences, whatever you want to call it. Real quick. There's the one in the desert at about an hour and 20 in where it's, I wouldn't say the graphics, the special effects are so heavily used like they were in the mall scene or even afterwards in the White House scene towards the very end. This was better, better balance, not so much again, special effects or props or wire work or yoinking like they was doing so heavily in the White House and so much in the mall scene. In the desert, she's beating up tanks as she gradually, slowly loses her powers because she doesn't know. She finally confronts Maxwell Law for the first time and says, Hey, you don't know what you're doing because you're a fucking cuck and you've got this power stone that you know nothing about. I've lived long enough to know, so give it up. Where is it? Then he says, I am the stone because he absorbed the stone. Remember, like I told you earlier. Real clever. I like that. Uh, but she doesn't know initially what he's talking about until they gotta do the research and hit the books and be geeks and study nerds and whatever find that out later on and then she realizes oh okay he's the stone so we gotta kill him basically okay but back to the desert scene sequence whatever action filled pack whatever it was cool 
uh, beating up tanks, destroying tanks. Oddly enough, well, actually appropriately enough, she gets a lot of help from uh, Steve, Chris Pine, because he knows she's losing her powers, or he can see that she's losing her powers, slowly but surely, because of the wish she made. The ending to that sequence was very disappointing, because it's in the desert, a long-ass, never-ending road, uh, the tanks are supposed to be heading into the civilian village, they're heading into it, they're barreling through to it, towards the end, they see, you can see that there's a bunch of children that are, uh, shout out to Jalisa, and congrats on your announcement along with the pain. Very proud of you both. You made a whole another life here in the pandemic. So you gave life back to the pandemic. That's wonderful. Congratulations to you guys. But yeah, speaking of children, actually, th they see that there's children on the road. And as the tanks are ready to plow through them, of course, she's got to be Wonder Woman. She's got to be the heroine. And here comes the goddamn rope again. The magic lasso swinging into action. Uh, Steve shoots off a grenade missile, whatever. She catches it with a fucking magic lasso, which still looks fake as fuck. She swings into action and saves the fucking, the, the, the children with the head wraps. Apparently the head wraps were too fucking tight around their heads, where they couldn't hear of all things like this. They couldn't hear a fucking tank rolling through, headed their way at, what, 50, 40 miles per hour. But it's a fucking tank. You could feel the rumbling. If I was to do this to you again, you could fucking feel it. You could fucking see it. You can anticipate it. She swings into action, she has to save them, barrel roll, like, dramatic like they always do, and then, of course, it's safe, but at the expense of her being severely weakened and, and ready to just give in, or throw in the towel, because she's no longer Wonder Woman, she's like, meh, woman, at most. Yes, thank you, Julissa, the, the whole last hour, yeah, I've been ragging on the movie, honestly, because it's, the first one was so much better. I don't, I don't even know. I'm trying to figure out still in my head how they did it with the first one, but the second one wasn't... It wasn't it. There's that sequence, and then there's the White House, which, again, it, it was so heavy on the usage of the fucking lasso again. It, here it comes. It's unconvincing. It doesn't look... Obviously, it's not supposed to look real. But whatever they did with the graphics, special effects, whatever you want to call it, they did a bad job. Those people need to be fired. And I know it's a pandemic. I know people need to be working and be hired and keep, you know, food on the table and food in the kid's mouth or whatever. But I think if their kids, the people that handle the special effects in this film, especially those in charge of the Magic Lasso, if their kids saw the work their parents, or if they knew better yet, their parents were the ones in charge of the Magic Lasso, they'd be like, I need to be, uh, what's that thing in court where, where kids are like emancipated? Please, just... Take me away or someone readopt me. Take me to another home. This guy sucks. Or whatever. Bad job. So more of the lasso comes out. The White House. Raps, it, she's playing too much of the role keeping people safe. You know, let somebody die. Let somebody get fucking hurt. Let somebody get a, get a broken pinky or sprained ankle once in a while. She's too worried about saving everybody and making sure this guy lands in a chair because he got barrel rolling midair. Or kicked out the way by the fucking... Oh yeah, this is where Kristen Wiig introduces herself as the cheetah. No, she's not cheetah lady yet. She's like got the same powers or the same strength of Wonder Woman. So she's beating them up. She's And Wonder Woman's catching them and making sure they're safe or whatever. Meanwhile, at the expense of her weakening still. 
her being selfish about Steve still being alive, Bay coming through and peeping the scene, or actually better yet said peeping her getting the ass whipped by the the other blonde lady, Kristen Wig. That whole scene was a mess too. And all the anime buffs out there, all the anime fans, maybe you'll relate more to this. I guess maybe a nice little touch was Kristen Wig. Whenever she landed a blow, or wherever she stopped after moving immediately, the the special effects were made so to make it look like she was posing at the end of a successful hit, like an anime character would. You know, like those stiff poses they hit after they speed into something, or like hit some guy like 50 times in succession, and they just stop like still. Or like they run into action, tackle somebody, they're like, whatever, kind of thing. She was hitting a lot of those poses, which I was like, it's kind of cool, actually. But given the special effects and the poor job overall of what they got, you know, in charge of, oddly enough, it worked. But that was a nice little touch. It was okay overall. And then there's the absolute final battle where, again, Yael Godot wears her gold dominatrix of, you know, beat me, stomping my balls with your fucking six-inch stiletto heels lady outfit fights Kristen Wiig now fully blown as cheetah lady with the bad hair bad perm I didn't know cats could get bad perms but this shit looked terrible graphics wise special effects wise all that outfit wise all that shit despite the budget they probably got for Wonder Woman 2 of all things that fight's a mess because again her moving period Kristen Wiig it's like a blur. It's like they, they smudged the screen trying to like draw the image. Or, or rendering was like half-assed when they were like finalizing the film or the, the movie project. I don't know. But it's all wrong. There's too much talking. Wonder Woman insists on making fucking points like a... I don't know, like a, like a vegan... Uh, what do you call those? Like a vegan substitute teacher would in Williamsburg in Brooklyn or something like that during lunchtime she's like telling the kids you know there's always tofu you don't have to do the Oreos even though they're vegan kind of but don't do that to your body you know stay around for your mom stay alive you fuck whatever kind of thing it's too preachy it's too campy and then there's the very end too where finally uh, Maxwell Lord gets to summon all his powers uh, from people around the world making wishes for him to actually get all the power that he wants because he's, he's got the president's blessing he's got international leaders playing up to him and begging him for favors and stuff he, he's practically the overlord of the world at this point so when she hits him with the speech and makes him realize oh shit my son I forgot this whole time my son that doesn't look anything like me I'm clearly Hispanic and I and they show his background, the character at least, growing up in as a Hispanic young boy. Why did they give him an Asian son? And of all things, uh, Alistair. Alistair's the boy's name. Maybe that's the, that's the reason why Alistair, the Maxwell Lord's son, snaps some sense into him. And starts saying, Daddy, I wish you were just here with me. He wishes him back and then he realizes, oh shit, my son, this whole fucking world war... And I got a missile pointing at my son's head, of all things. Ten seconds left, and now, now, now I want to stop doing everything. Now I want to stop the madness and, and give in to my, 
my shameful ways and realize I brought this upon myself and now the world's affected. And then he stops. And then, of course, you know, the lasso of truth is the one that makes him do so and realizes the errors of his way. And then magically everything just goes back to normal like nothing ever happened. Which I wish I could do with the two and a half hours I spent watching Wonder Woman 1984. I wish I could say I'm surprised, I'm stunned, I'm kind of like in the middle. I have no feeling so is this film. And it's very sad to say so because I love Gil Godot. I'm ready to marry Gil Godot. I don't care that Gil Godot might be either my height or with heels towering over me. Beat me, slap me, smack me, put me in the arm bar. Whatever you got to do, Israeli soldier lady, hot ass, starring A-list actress as Wonder Woman. And even though he did a poor job this time in number two, a much better job in number one. Do whatever you got to do with my body. I am your slave. But that's besides the point. That's me being a horny boy right now. Too excited. But she looks excellent on screen. There's no taking away from that. So if there's a third one, I'll probably watch it just because I want to see how she looks. Would she looks great in this one? She looked great in the first one? I'm a Gail Godot fan. I'm also a Kristen Wiig fan. I'll definitely watch whatever she does because damn. Wow. Fucking sexy in this film too. Which is good for her. Good for her career, I think. So yeah. Wonder Woman 84. HBO. Oh, here's one more thing. This is really, really insulting to me. And I, I don't know if anyone else had this trouble either too. Christmas Day. I shouldn't have to wait or be made to wait to watch something I actually wanted to watch because of the anticipation built for Wonder Woman 84 and because I wanted to see, obviously, Gail Godot again on my screen, you know, with my girl asleep so I can actually, you know, <laughs> appreciate the goodies as far as Gail Godot is concerned. But HBO Max or Warner Brothers or whoever thought it was a good idea said, no, you can watch as of 12 p.m. in the afternoon, East Coast time only. Because when I threw it on, all I saw was four minutes of a really stupid trailer of a super... No, it was the first four minutes of the film itself and then it just cut off. Like, I I have Hulu. I have HBO on Hulu. I paid. It's on auto pay. Why, why the fuck am I getting four minutes only? Then I saw available at 12 in the afternoon. That's some bullshit. Because of all things compared to that, uh, mind you, Disney Plus out here winning because they made Soul, starring Jamie Foxx and uh, Tini Fey, available that very same morning, Christmas Day. Which, if you're at home, you're not doing nothing. You're at home with the family. You might as well be doing nothing because you don't want to be stuck with them anyway because they're all worried about tearing through gifts like maniacs. And it's a pandemic. No one's really going anywhere. The least you could do for us, HBO Max, is give us the fucking movie at like 6 a.m. in the morning. Because guess what? Disney Plus did the right thing when they was dropping every episode of The Mandalorian every Friday. They was dropping it literally at 3 in the morning. So if I'm up and I'm a fan already of the fucking shit, I'm there ready and waiting antsy to watch it at 3.01. Or Betty had said if I'm early and I'm not playing CP time, I'm there at like 2.58, 2.59 ready to fucking press play on a goddamn app as soon as it hits 3 a.m. 
Why the time limits? Why the time out till then? Then I had to watch Soul first, which I'm glad because actually, thank God I watched a good movie first. So that way when I watched Gail Godot stink it up as Wonder Woman 84, I wasn't that mad. I was just like, damn, I really wanted that to be better, which I really did wish Wonder Woman 84 would have been. Unfortunately, I'd be lying if I said anything along the terms of it being a good film. I can't recommend it myself. If you like number one, maybe if you want to, or just for the sake of watching Pedro Pascal or slash Maxwell Lord, his performance, okay. If you haven't watched the first one and you're going to try to jump into this one, stay away. It's not good. Don't waste your time. There's plenty of other things on HBO Max I'm sure you could watch instead of Wonder Woman 84. So, with that being said, I'd like to introduce a brand new thing here that I like to call a rating system of sorts because I feel that's important. I feel that there's a need to do so and if I'm going to be taken seriously as a, I wouldn't even say a film critic, I'm just like a guy that likes talking shit and I just so happen to cover up thinly with the veil of movie talk. But yeah, that's what I'm doing here now. Rating system officially goes into effect as of this episode and from now on too to be applied for all future releases as per who this been watching. My rating system goes as such, it's very simple. It goes from zero to four. So zero, one, two, three, four. All included, all the numbers in that order. And it builds up to it, not just zero out of four, not just four out of four, because that's boring, that's cuck shit, that's ordinary, rudimentary bullshit. I like to do it in my own way and make it unique to myself. So my version of the rating system goes as follows. At number four, the, the best top rating you can get, which Wonder Woman 84 ain't getting, it's trash. Number four will simply be referred to as yes. Because yes, if you ask me, I want to see it again. Yes, I want more. Yes, I want a sequel. Yes, I want another part, etc., etc. Yes is four out of four for me. Now, working our way down the scale, we got three out of four slash ah, which is a pleasant surprise. It was better than I expected. It was really good. It was, yeah, pretty much like just beneath, you know, yes, wanting more. It's just, ah, okay. Oh, sorry, ah, you know, kind of like that feels. Two out of four for me on my rating system will be, oh, which would be neutral. I expected it to be much worse, but oh, it was only kind of bad, or I was hoping to be a lot better, but oh, it, I guess it wasn't. That happens. Kind of like in the middle neutral, per se. Working our way further down the list is meh. Number one, which would be, it's bad, but it's not terrible. It's bad, but I kind of expected it, so I'm not too hurt emotionally or internally. So there might be a lot of those. I might have to retro review a couple of the things I did already and probably apply it to them, but we'll see how that goes. So that's meh, kind of not too bad, almost getting there. Now, finally, I'm never going to be ashamed of giving this out if I need to or if it applies. There will be the dreaded zero out of four, which will simply be, why? Why'd you waste my time? Why did no one warn me in advance to not waste my time? 
Why was this made? And then the biggest question I have half the time is, leading up to the pandemic, thank God, creative speaking wise, we won't get these random B-movie director streaming services, director DVD films with these budgets of at least like half a mil, a million, two million, whatever. And all you got to do is ask, why? Why was this approved? Why was this given the green light? Who's funding these people? And why are they covering up sins of their past life by making these films or paying off gambling debts and saying, hey, I don't have the money right now, but would you like to star in a movie? Or would you like to have executive producer credits for a movie I got in mind that's going to be made by a studio because of that stupid and they'll just do anything I say? Why? That's zero out of four. So, bringing it back home, long story less long, for Wonder Woman 1984. If I'm going to be honest, like I said, I wish I could get back to two and a half hours I invested into Gail Godot running around, excuse me, leaping around in a skimpy outfit half the time, thank God for that, and or her gold dominatrix outfit towards the very end of the film, thank God for that. Those points, as well as Maxwell Lord slash Pedro Pascual, his overall excellent performance throughout the film, lovable bad guy, love to watch him be bad, love to watch him do his thing in front of the camera. Those things alone land Wonder Woman 1984 in the territory of meh. It's not why bad. It would have been if it didn't have those highlights as I mentioned right now. Oh, and Kristen Wiig actually being low-key sexy throughout the whole thing and pretty good as a serious-esque role. I'll give it a meh because Gail Godot, I'm guilty of that. If it was anybody else, it'd probably be why, but it, it, it saved itself from being that bad, or that despairing, or that agonizingly bad, but it's not a good film, I can't recommend it, if you like the first one, you're going to be let down by this one, overall, the action, there isn't barely none, like a lot of reviews said, there is some, but it's not great, it's not convincing, it's not really playing up to Wonder Woman's strength, even though the whole point is... Uh, I sacrificed my powers because I wanted my one true love to be alive, at least for a little bit for me. But I didn't know. I didn't know I'd sacrificed myself. Ah, shut the fuck up. Alright, you lost your fucking powers. And you knew you were. You're starting to feel bullet scars and all these wounds and shit. You're feeling like a cuck. And you're acting like you don't fucking know why. And it takes you like two-thirds of the films to realize that. Come on. But, alright. Meh is the final verdict for Wonder Woman 84. If you want to catch it, that's up to you entirely. This is, of course, my opinion solely and surely. HBO Max is where you catch it, streaming services. Be forewarned. Uh, it's not really like a big warning, but I, and I gave you plenty of spoilers already, so maybe you don't want to watch it. But it's only up for 30 days. So from December 25th to January 25th, I believe, roughly, is the only time frame you'll get to watch it. So if you don't watch it then... It's not going to be available afterwards on HBO Max for free as an add-on. It's included with your HBO Max subscription. So unless you watch it in theaters, which I really don't recommend because you're going to waste your fucking time there too. Watch it now on HBO Max. I fell asleep the first time I watched it on the day of. So 
that says a lot where I had to go back and watch it again just to make notes appropriately and accordingly. So there's that for Wonder Woman 84. But more importantly, oh yeah, this. <laughs> who this been watching? I'm who this. Thanks for joining me today as you've been doing for the last five or so consecutive Saturdays. And thanks for joining me too on the Christmas version of the, well, pre-Christmas version of Who This Been Watching, which again was alongside my good friend, very respected, highly recommended as far as movie talk and buff and such and trivia and everything too, R.Y.P. Keog on Instagram, Ryan, otherwise the Rhino, my good friend from college. Thanks so much to him for dropping by on the last episode. Thanks to past guests as well, Eddie the Tech for the episode about Kindergarten Cop, as well as Poison Ivy at Poison Ivy Music for the Selena the Netflix series episode as well too. Very happy to have them on. And listen, whoever you are out there watching right now, play it back on YouTube, listen on the audio format, podcast-wise and such, how would you like to come on? Feel free to do so. You want to join? Come through. IG Live every Saturday is your first chance to do so. Jump in the combo, comment, whatever you got to do there too as well. Feel free to join in, chime in, maybe even go live. Doesn't matter to me. I'll enjoy it either way. Also, let me know because I'll be working on, for the next couple of days, my list of movies to do, at least for the first half of 2021. So if you'd like to be on the future episode, Hit me up, I'll send you the list, and I'll see which one you'd like to jump in on or be a part of as well. Feel free to do so. Thanks everybody for joining. Again, please show support and some love to the YouTube, youtube.com backslash who this is one for all the visual versions of the episodes of like this I've been doing right now. Who this been watching? Movie talk, thinly veiled is another bitchin' ranting, crying episode of me just doing whatever I gotta complain about but with the excuse of being able to talk about a movie. That's what I do here. Shoutouts to Brooklyn Will 86 A Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to you too, bro. I hope you had a good and safe one. You know, corona free of course, more importantly. Much success, much blessings and safe sex as well too if that's applicable to your lifestyle and situation as we speak. But yeah um, as I was saying so YouTube.com, where you can also find a playlist of uh, shout-outs to Super Nitro here on Checking as well. The playlist for all the episodes of My Friend the Wrestler podcast. Another podcast I do as well, where I talk about wrestling as a fan that just so happens to be a friend of a wrestler. A pro wrestler, excuse me. Super Nitro at the real underscore Super Nitro and his brother. Legit. No kayfabe in real life. The only, oh, excuse me, the only JT Riddick. That's right. They're tag teams in real life. They're bros. They, you know, probably had hot tags going on and off inside the mother's womb. No, that would mean they're twins. Sorry, never mind that. But they, they shared the same womb. Mama Nitro gave birth to both of them. I think, what was it, Nitro first and then Riddick? Something like that. But they're tag team for life. Tag team partners for life. They can count on each other. But, um... Yeah, exactly. They work each other like Brett did Owen. Rest in peace to Owen, of course. On and off. They, they might say in front of the camera they hate each other, but real life they love each other. Of course, come on. They share a mother. Come on. Don't be like that. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an idiot. Not you guys. I mean, anybody else who might question the legitimacy of your blood ties. 
But yeah, that's my friend the wrestler. Check that out. The solo venture. Something spectacular. That's me. Who this? On all DSPs. YouTube as well. Playlist for all the episodes there as well. Something spick. S-P-I-C-tacular. As well as Real Talk. Though, alongside Jeff Hefe Delises, the boy from Brooklyn, which I have to question his legitimate vegan claims and or choir Catholic boy claims as well too. Shout out to him. Real Talk though. Also movie uh, deep dives, introspective review, stuff like that. Affiliated with who this been watching. Who this been watching again live every Saturday and IG live first. Where you can catch that being done uh, live as I'm doing right now for Wonder Woman 84. By the way, meh. Don't check it out at your own risk if you choose to otherwise. But then also Come back to youtube.com backslash who this is one to check out the visual version in a couple more days too. That'll be up on YouTube. Hey, do me a favor. Check out the YouTube right now as well as wherever you get the podcast from, the audio version from, for the last episode I did again with my boy Ryan from college, LaGuardia Community College. Shout out to them for Godfather 3. Oh boy, we had fun with that one. That was a long one, a lengthy one. Pause. Well worth it, though, because we shit all over Godfather 3, as it so rightfully deserves. So, actually, if I had to give something to that, Godfather 3 would be meh as well, too. A 1 out of 4, if anything. Thanks again, everybody who joined in, whoever you are in the comments. I appreciate your time being spent with me. Please do me a favor, if you can, share the word, spread it every Saturday here, live on IG, who this been watching, talking about a different movie talking about different TV series, whatever the fuck I watched, and let them know. It's me, who this, on the check-in, about to check out right now. Shout-outs to Kenneth Stones as well, too. Oh, shout-outs to uh, Dirty Heels Podcast, doing the thing as always. Listen, I gotta follow more of what you guys do, because I need to learn how you get out there, especially with the wrestling and all that stuff. And, and please, by the way, don't ever let that parrot be a part of your episode again. That that was so annoying. I know it wasn't. It was out of your hands, but you know, that was a real heel, if anything, the dirtiest of heels for that episode. But appreciate you guys. Much love, to everybody. Too. Make sure you check me out next Saturday too, as well. For who has been watching on IG Live, check it out in the replays wherever you get it too. Visual audio format. Appreciate you. Much love. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I got a life, and I got two and a half hours. I can't get back. From Wonder Woman 84, because it was a piece of shit. Goddamn Miguel the Doe, you piece of ass. Make it up to me somehow, or how about we just make out, period? Yeah. Don't tell my girlfriend, please.